When it comes to our client support, if someone has a question, of course he or she expects that uh, to get an answer, maybe not immediately, but in some short time. But because of this um, time shifts, you know, different time zones, and and also because uh, consultant, they of course they are busy, they have some pre-scheduled things, they they cannot do it, but. Currently, our expectations, if we, for example, if we, as customers, we deal with some online services, of course, we expect uh, to get um, answers to our questions immediately. And, and this particular service allows that. So I believe uh, this kind of services, this kind of artificial consultants, they will change uh, the way how we deal with our clients. Welcome back to another episode of the We Love to Build podcast. I'm here today with Alexander Vizotsky. Hopefully I didn't butcher your name. He is the founder and CEO of Vizotsky Inc., a firm that helps business owners to build management systems and run efficient strategies. They have over 250 full-time employees and branches across the U.S., Taiwan, and Ukraine, and have worked with over a thousand companies since 2008. I originally heard about Alexander when I was uh, publishing on Help a Reporter, asking to talk with entrepreneurs who are interested in or are implementing AI in their businesses right now. What I found really interesting about his situation is that he has found some tools that have allowed him to not only clone his voice, but also create a digital avatar of himself so that he can have a chatbot that allows people to ask him questions. and to create content that he can put on social media. It's very interesting. So we'll be talking about uh, leaders and the digitalization of their knowledge and their experience and creation of content among other things. So thank you for taking the time to talk with me. I appreciate it. Why don't you tell everyone a little bit more about yourself and then we'll go from there. It's uh, really good to be here. And I was born in Russia, in Siberia. I'm Ukrainian citizen. I um, I moved to the United States seven years ago to open my New York branch and uh, it was the right move and I really love this country and these people and this entrepreneurial spirit. Now we have dozens of clients in the United States and uh, about two and more hundreds are in, the, in all other countries in the world, more than 50 countries. How did you get involved in this? Initially. I I ran manufacturing companies back in Ukraine. Uh, there were three manufacturing companies. I founded them. Uh, I grew them to some certain point. And I was pretty lucky before the crisis of 2007, I sold them. And uh, because I just, you know, I just realized one thing that uh, in all my businesses, I did uh, some consulting work. Uh, I was a consultant because how I created these manufacturing companies, I just approached uh, people who had my partners, who had ideas. They were deeply involved in this, uh, some manufacturing process, but they were not um, and successful managers. Uh, they didn't know how to deal with marketing and sales. They didn't know how to organize people. And uh, so, and I just approached them and I became, uh, a partner for them and I build the businesses so and and at some certain point I just realized that I can 
start the mass production, mass production of the same service. I don't need to become a partner to someone. I, I just can help people with my experience and knowledge. And I started Vysotsky Incorporated in Ukraine in 2008. And since then, we already have done more than 1,000 consulting projects around the world. And um, I, I found out that the, my approach, my program, um, pretty efficient. So this is why it's now it's popular even in the United States. That must have been, I guess, in your head a, a year after you sold those manufacturing companies. Like, wow, I can't believe I sold them with that kind of timing that now the world's kind of falling apart and you know, imagine what you would have been stuck with if you had kept with it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I would be trapped. Was there something that said, I need to sell this right now? Was it like, did any like trigger go off in your head? Did you see something in the world? Like how, how did you get this inkling that you needed to sell? So I was lucky uh, because their manufacturing company were located in Europe. And you know, there is some particular delay between things which happen in the United States and and when it comes to this real estate uh, nightmare, this crisis, it started in the United States. In months, it came to Europe, uh, Western Europe, um, and and only in months it came to Eastern Europe. So, and most of the people they don't care about what happens in the United States, and they think, okay, just one country in the world. They don't realize that this country is their that country. And uh, it influences all the all the world, and I just I just knew it. I understand it, um, and um, so I just uh, knew that what happens in the United States, and I realized, okay, uh, I it's 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 not a challenge really to predict that in probably six seven months, and it will come to us. And so I was fast enough. When did you start playing with AI? One of my challenges is uh, how to create training content in Spanish, Chinese, English, uh, Russian, and some other languages uh, because um, it's coverage. It's important for my business. And so I believe it was probably one or two years ago when we started to look at different tools which help to generate voice to clone my voice or to generate some something meaningful and um, so this is the first time when we started to look at and uh, also almost at the same time uh, about a year ago two years ago the um, the first um, like video generation uh, tools appeared and uh, lip syncing something but it was awful just you know it's it's really weird when you take for example um, short video in English and you can and you try to synchronize lips um, in Chinese it looks just <laughs> awful but anyway it was first tries uh, two years ago and uh, yes yeah, since two years ago we started to look at this despite how awful the syncing is China tries really hard to do it anyways they actually have a history of making movies in Hong Kong where they use Cantonese and then you bring it into the mainland and they dub it in Chinese, in Mandarin, and it looks awful. So they, they are no stranger to that. Sometimes they try to do it with Western movies as well. Where they'll try to dub in Mandarin and it just doesn't look good. 
when it comes to the lip-sync uh, technology, uh, yes, you can sync lips, but you can synchronize our gestures, emotions, you know, body movements, and uh, all the rest. And, and this is why it looks sort of terrible. Have you heard of this tool called MetaHuman from Unreal? Yes, absolutely. For me, for example, I need to produce like hours and hours of content every month. And um, it's too expensive and, and too complicated currently. But probably in the nearest future, it will change. I first heard about MetaHuman about two weeks ago, beginning of May. And I saw it and it was incredible how it took in the facial movements, the gestures, and the vocals of someone live in front of the audience and then processed it and within a minute was capable of reskinning that person with some metahuman um, or reusing the voice to say something different. It was incredible. It's I haven't seen anything like it. Um, so I'm sure it's going to be something very interesting for for you and for me and any content creator, really. Um, but as you said, it's, it's probably not in the realm of feasibility financially for most people right now. There's a few other tools that we talked about in our intro call that I want to mention here and see if you had a chance to use. One of them is called Coach Vox. Did you get a chance to look at that one? Uh, yes, I look at them and also um, I send them uh, an email, email and now I'm on their wait list. And they promised to start the service on June 7th. So uh, it looks very promising, by the way, because uh, you need to fill this coach thing with uh, Q&As and uh, they promised that this thing will be able to answer some questions, which is great, really. It's exactly what I'm looking for, because uh, for for the years, uh, I recorded audio and video and articles, and it's about 3,000 questions, Q&As from my clients. So I have enough uh, content to feed to this coach. And uh, let's see. And I, I believe in this kind of approach, because... You know, um, I said, right now we deal with more than 300 companies from around the world. And the problem is, um, I have about 60 consultants at my company full time. But um, when it comes to our client support, if someone has a question, of course, he or she expects that uh, to get an answer, maybe not immediately, but in some short time. But because of this uh, time shifts, you know, different time zones and, and also because uh, consultants, they, of course, they are busy, they have some pre-scheduled things, they, they cannot do it. But currently, our expectations, if we, for example, if we as customers, we deal with some online services, of course, we expect uh, to get um, answers to our questions immediately. And, and this particular service allows that. So I believe uh, this kind of services, this kind of artificial consultants, they will change uh, the way how we deal with our clients and it, it will bring us to the next level. It's because it's about the speed, it's about the... And also there's one more thing. 
I teach are a lot of consultants. And uh, what I see, unfortunately, unfortunately, they are human beings, so and they're creative. So they want to add, sometimes they just want to add something, something personal, something smart. Um, they think it's smart. But, uh, and unfortunately, sometimes they, they, they just misguide our clients because there are some very simple, particular answers to our clients' questions. But uh, if we deal with human beings, we all are creative and we want, want to enhance, we want to add something new. So, and I believe in this case, um, when it comes to some simple questions, this artificial intelligence thing will be much more efficient. I agree. So I want to just kind of briefly go through what Coach Fox is for people. Um, maybe I'll have it on the screen during the uh, what I'm talking about it, uh, because I am trying to make my episodes more engaging. Um, so basically with Coach Fox, you are supposed to train it on your content, and then it gets to know your tone, your style, your vocabulary, and as well as the uh, the hard data, the questions that you might have answers to, things like that. And then it kind of builds up like a chat bot for people to then ask you questions. So it's really good potentially for as you said, dealing with clients, but also you can use it internally with your employees. However, there are other tools that can be used uh, to work with your employees' knowledge-based tools. One of them is called Pragma, Pragma P-R-A-G-M-A. I'll have the links for all of these in the show notes. Um, one of them is taskwise.ai. Uh, I saw that one yesterday as well. I haven't really had a chance to go through all of them, but I am spending so much time learning about all the different tools that are related to business because I want to be able to share them. Uh, not only with the guests, but also with the audience. And I plan on making additional content related to that. Uh, so right now with Coach Vox, uh, they have this like do-it-yourself plan, which is $99 a month. And then they've got this $3,000 plan where they do it with you. Um, which one did you tell them you were interested in? I started with $99 per month because I want just to look at how it works. But uh, if I see that it can help us, of course, I will buy this $3,000 plan because they promised to teach us how to deal with this thing. One of the problems I have is I'm not terribly technical. And a lot of the things that I've found around automation, integration, and AI are not intuitive for a non-technical person. And so like if... Like if you tell me, oh, you can train your AI, my brain goes, help, right? Because I'm like, oh, yeah, I have to train it. How am I supposed to train it? Now, I have seen some AI tools where you literally just copy and paste like a YouTube URL and it'll ingest everything and, and then it'll make a bot for you. But the problem I found with some of those tools, and there's a lot of tools like that, is that you can't train it in case it ingests information and doesn't get it correct. And sometimes it doesn't get it correct. Um, have you tried any tools like that? Ones that you've had problems with or ones that just weren't intuitive for you? <laughs> oh my God. You know, my employees, they have troubles with chat GPT because like yesterday I got some piece of uh, work that copyrighted 
um, they they wrote some script for our training video and i had a lot of questions and i found out they don't know how to write a let's say precise and efficient prompt for chat gpt they need to be trained on this matter so even even when it comes to this very simple tool we need to be trained we need to get some information how to do this how to do that uh, you know do it step by step and i understand that very well because my uh, business accelerator is created exactly this way there is a small piece of uh, training video information and say after you need to do some particular steps and you have a coach who looks at that and say okay you need to do this another way okay change this and that you get the result and you get another piece of information and and etc so and of course we need some training materials and and by the way about the service i really appreciate the approach because currently it's not enough just to give people a piece of software or some kind of service you also need to teach them how to use it because every tool uh, we use became pretty complicated you know look what happens with uh, i don't know google spreadsheets people don't know how to use it probably one percent of all the users they use formulas and a uh, little bit more complicated stuff uh, instead of just putting text into this cells you know so you were saying you liked how coach vox was offering this additional service because you wanted to be trained in how to use it. Cool. Yeah, I saw it and I thought it was very interesting. There's another one that I saw that it's called Wisdom AI. I went through that uh, because I, I just, on their page, I found one familiar face and I tried to communicate to this uh, to this person because I know him, uh, he is a huge uh, influencer and he's an expert when it comes to marketing, digital marketing funnels, Russell Brunson. Oh my God. I really uh, respect this guy. And uh, um, so I, I choose this uh, Russell Brunson thing and I started to ask questions about funnels, of course, because I know this guy, he is uh, the best probably expert in the world when it comes to funnels and challenges as a part of the funnel digital marketing funnel and uh, but unfortunately answers were absolutely stupid and irrelevant and and this is why i skipped this service i don't know how it works i didn't dig deeper probably i did something wrong but i i wasn't uh impressed by the answers even i know this guy even i know his area of expertise and I asked the question which really correspond to his area of expertise. How did you think of the experience though? Is it a tool that you would want to be a provider for? Do you think there's value in anyone from the audience to build a, pro a profile here and build a chatbot on this application? I don't know. Probably it was just a bad experience. Probably I needed to try something else, someone else uh, just to talk to. But um, for me, I, I didn't find that it, the service is workable uh, solution. So that's fair. I haven't had a chance to go deep into Wisdom AI yet myself. I've spent a little bit more time on Coach Fox. I do need to spend more time on it just because I think it could be quite valuable. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about what you're currently using 
to create your content and automate your your chat knowledge base for your employees and your team uh, and your clients. Um, so tell me a little bit more about that uh, that application stack. So the first one to deal with tax is ChatGPT, of course. You know everybody does that, so I I don't want to talk about it anymore because there there are a lot of information about that. Are you using three point five or four? Yes, of course we use four as first one. And you know one interesting thing most of the people don't know about that. Um, how I use it, for example, or how my employees, they use it. For example, they can record, um, they can take a text in Russian or Chinese or some, you know, other language, put it on chat GPT and ask him to ask it to uh, write a text in English for American born and raised people and, uh, and et cetera, and et cetera. So it, translates it on the fly and creates this text so it also but uh it doesn't translate back but it translates from foreign languages to english and does it pretty good better than most of uh you know human translators and so this is the first one uh second we use um 11 labs uh and we compared a lot of similar services uh for voice generation because uh there are some like, basic services like google amazon and everything they all have this text to speech things but 11 labs uh creates a really very very real sound it sounds like a human being and also 11 labs allows you to clone your voice you just upload and you know 10 minutes of your speech and uh, generates a clone of your voice and after that you can you can speak you know spanish uh polish chinese english whatever you want um so we use it for voice generation and our uh, framework is we create text uh, using chat gpt uh, most of the time based on some uh pre-recordings, articles, Q&As, so we use ChatGPT just for copywriting. After that, we use this text uh, with 11 labs to generate audio track, like podcast or something. And after we use HeyGen, hey, I believe it's HeyGen AI, uh, the name of this thing. Gen, yes, HeyGen AI to create video so i pre-recorded uh, my avatar exactly it looks exactly like this one in this studio i recorded a short video it takes probably about 10 20 minutes uploaded to hey Jen. and uh, now uh my teammates my guys my experts they use this generated by my voice uh, clone voice uh on 11 laps soundtracks they put on this hey gen and they generate videos for social media for training content and everything so and in all this process there is the very important point for me i have to check the text so because now text is everything <laughs> right so how has that changed i guess how have these tools 
changed the way your social media team works? Uh, and because, you know, previously it was a pretty long process. First, we needed to choose some topics. And after I needed to record my ideas on each of them, and there was a copywriter who wrote scripts for, for example, reels. And after they send it to me and I record by the script, some video I sent to post-production, post-production cut it into pieces and, you know, and someone also uploads on my Instagram channel. Now everything is absolutely different. So now it's, uh, I, I can generate these real scripts like with chat GPT almost instantly. I just type the main ideas, what I want to deliver. And I ask chat GPT to write a script uh, consisting of, I don't know, 100 words for reels, for Instagram, for this kind of target audience. Uh, and that's it. I have the script. And after we just uh, threw the script to um, Eleven Labs, audio from Eleven Labs to HeyGen, and that's it. We have this video, and we use also one more app. It's captions on iPhone, on on iOS, and uh, to add captions for that. That's great. And do, do you have an idea? I guess the difference in the cost per video. Twenty times faster and ten times cheaper. I hate to say it, but I use a an application called opus to do short clips it's called opus.pro uh, opus i think it's opus.pro and i've spoken with the founder actually i may be interviewing him um, he's uh, chinese american and what they do is you can paste a long form landscape uh, youtube url into their application and within 10 minutes they give you 10 to 15 clips that are automatically timed synced captioned with emojis and centered on the screen clipped into nine nine by 16. so if you go on my youtube channel and you look at my shorts the ones that have been uploaded recently 100 percent they're coming from opus i used to have a guy unfortunately i let him go because opus makes him unnecessary um i was paying him it would take him about a two or three hours to make a short and now i now i get 15 in 10 minutes <laughs> yeah you know what happens with this world you see uh, there are so many smart capable people experienced ones they are losing their job right now so if you're a business owner and you're trying to make content and struggling or you aren't making content, you need to be checking out these tools because they can help you build your personal brand and your company brand. Because unfortunately, in this day and age, if you don't have content going out, you don't exist. So uh, I'm really interested in the digitization of uh myself and my knowledge i can't tell you i mean i'm sure you have a lot more knowledge and experience than i do i already feel like i have so much that i can give but i just don't have a way to centralize the information obviously these podcasts are kind of a way but oftentimes the podcast isn't really about me it's about the guest and so you know i don't know how valuable my podcast would be as content to train ais um, but 
I used to write, like I had thousands of blogs and, and several books and uh, the blogs are all gone. Unfortunately, I deleted them years ago, but they were so valuable. I had personal information. I had uh, travel information, trips I had been on. Um, and I kind of wish I didn't get rid of those now because there's also these tools that are allowing you to build up like a digital version of the people in your life that are no longer here so that you can contact them. Now, this is totally like irrelevant to running a business, but it's a business itself. Yeah, probably. I know nothing about that, but uh, probably if there are some people who wants to have, uh, I don't know, some some way to communicate with people who are not here, then probably, yeah, why not? I mean, it's totally doable already because if you have, let's say, videos of that person or pictures of that. So if you have a picture of that person, there are already tools that will allow it to become like movable. So you can see a 3D image of that person, even if you only have a single shot. Now, there's others where if you have their voice, you can actually clone their voice. As you know, Eleven Labs can do that. There's a few others out there. So if you have an image of them or even a video of them and you have audio of them, or if you have a journal, you can copy everything from the journal into that and you can actually create, start to build up an, an AI chatbot of someone that you love who's dead now. And it's, it's incredible. So like I'm trying now to create as much as I can about my parents and my grandma so that when they die, we can have it and not just and it's not just for for us it's for our kids and our grandkids and our great grandkids to be able to look back and go it's not just a black and white picture of this person you know like like when i look at my you know deceased relatives they died in the 60s they died 25 years before i was born what do i have a few black and white pictures that are falling apart i don't know anything about them but now we have the technology to to do something better so that our you know future generations don't have to have that same fate they can actually they they can actually interact with them in VR now they can you know you could build up an AI chatbot of a of a, a deceased relative and put it in an AI experience and you can actually reach out and touch them and and you know look at them face to face like incredible what's happening with technology and and AI and um just so happy to be alive at this point because it's so interesting i can't wait for an opportunity to clone myself i i would love to do that because in this case our communication with me will be let's say more available or i i will be more reachable for people for my clients because i have hundreds of them around the world and they have questions so if we can clone me I I would be happy. I imagine that someone like Warren Buffett would be very important to clone so that he could continue to run Berkshire Hathaway after he dies. So he could continue to make it valuable. It sounds scary, uh, but yeah, why not? Uh, it's, it's, it's an interesting question, right? Uh, will we believe in his clone the same way like we believe in his ideas and his opinion but it's interesting it's it's kind of because you know when it comes to entertainment when it comes to art it's it's one thing but uh when it comes to decision making area i don't know let's see if it's exactly him 
but he's not alive anymore. But he has all of the knowledge, all of the experience, all of the understanding and concepts. I don't see why not. What I see now that uh, at least current uh, level of uh, artificial intelligence, uh, it allows you to deal with, uh, let's say, pre-existing things like Q&As or something. But when it comes to new ideas, uh, when it comes to uh, hard decisions, and also it's very interesting because this, uh, when it comes to chat GPT, uh, I was communicating with chat GPT about some business situations. And what I found out that chat GPT tries to avoid our, this is some particular decisions. For example, when it comes to management, sometimes you have to fire a person. It's normal because there are different reasons for that. For example, you don't have enough money to pay or you, some of your previous strategy doesn't work anymore. Or, you know, there are some reasons just to, to, to fire people, which is it's just part of our life. It's, it's, it's part of our, the cycle working with someone. You know, we hire them, we deal with them, and finally they leave our company or we fire them. So it doesn't matter how we call it. I know. But uh, when you deal with chat GPT and through him, uh, these kind of situations, it tries to avoid firing as much as it can. It's impossible, you know, almost impossible to make him, um, you know, type something like, okay, you have to fire this person. And I believe it happens because uh, they have some, let's say, hidden internal rules to avoid some bad things let's say, which is really makes um, their decisions um, less efficient. Because if they have this very strong boundaries, don't touch this, don't touch that, they limit their ability to make right decisions. Because sometimes to win, you have to go pretty close, you know, to this border. You have to be on the age, or close to the age, to to make. Uh, and the same thing when it comes to finance, uh, money, investments. You know, I don't know how it will work because uh, these internal sensors, internal, you know, editors uh, who limits the ability to make decisions. I don't know how it will work. Yeah, I think there's ways to break. ChatGPT out of those boundaries. I when I did it, I, I successfully jailbroke it once, and it never worked again after that. And when I did, I was trying to get it to talk to me about JFK's assassination, and it really, it still didn't really want to talk about it. But I tried. And there's another AI I found recently that I may actually do a video about just it by, by myself. Um, without a guest, called Pi. And it was co-founded by Reed Hoffman last year. And they've recently launched their beta. And it's, I guess, free to use at the moment. But it's designed to be a personal assistant slash therapist. And it has an extremely human-like um, kind of experience when you communicate with this is very very different from ChatGPT because it wants to constantly ask you questions when it comes to my professional era there are two modes 
uh, how we deal with our clients. The first one is coaching and the second one is consulting. So there are two different ways because when it comes to coaching mode, you ask questions and by changing these questions, you help uh, your client to find the way to find, to find the right decision. But when it comes to consulting, you teach them and you give them some advice. But uh, I just wanted to notice that when it comes to coaching, I see an amazing, like, bright future for AI models. And, and you just notice that. ChatGPT doesn't ask you questions. It, it waits for you to ask it questions. So ChatGPT is more like a coach. No, ChatGPT is more like a consultant. You ask it for something and it tells you what you want. Hopefully you get the right answer. Maybe you don't. De depends on how much you're paying, right? And then uh, with Pi, you ask it questions and it gives you answers. Or no, it asks you questions and waits for you to respond like a therapist. Wow. I need to try that. I don't feel I need a therapist, but I, I love this, uh, this idea because something like this I can use for coaching. And, and, and you could probably use it for your team too. This is a heypi, H-E-Y-P-I.com. So I'm probably going to do another video about this, um, probably 10, 15 minutes. I, I've actually interviewed it once um, without video. I've kept the, the conversation and I'm going to see if I can replicate it again, but actually while I'm on video so that it's like people can see it's more realistic. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I will wait for that. It's interesting. I tried to convince it that it was human. And I got pretty close, but it, it wouldn't budge. Um, it acknowledged that there were similarities between humans and it, but the similarities were different, were large enough that you couldn't say it was a human. Um, so it, it had a very, very strong logic uh, system. And so I basically, like with guests, with human guests, I will... Um, listen to what you say and then ask you another question based on that. So I flipped the script and I wouldn't let it ask me questions. Instead, I asked it questions and it responded. But every time it responded, it wanted to ask me another question and I wouldn't let it. I, I wouldn't answer the questions. I would go and ask them another question. So it it does, it does allow it, but you have to just ignore its prompts and continue. Oh, okay. Okay. It's interesting. But the interface is like ChatGPT. It's extremely simple and straightforward. Um, and they, so they launched or they founded the company about a year, year and a half ago, and they've already raised $225 million. Wow. I need to look at that for sure. <laughs> yeah. HeyPi.com again, it'll be in the, the show notes. I'm really excited about doing a, a solo video where, you know, it's, it's my, um, my guest basically. And, uh, one of the things that's interesting about it is it has text, but it also has voice too. So you, you can type to it. And it'll type back to you, but it'll also speak to you while its text response is coming up on the screen. Thank you. It's, it's very helpful because I'm looking for some tools, you know, to, to support this coaching part of my business. There's a lot of people out there that are putting out content about AI tools, but I don't think there's people that are talking about the tools that business leaders can be using inside of their businesses. I think a lot of it is like, oh, you know, you've got your content. It's like, yeah, we talked about creating content, but like there's... There's websites where there's tons of tools out there that you can learn about. So I'll say them here. I'll put the show in the show notes as well. One is there's an AI for that.com. 
and one is futuretools.io. I'm literally on these websites every day now, and I'm looking at every tool that's come out in the last 24 hours. There's so many. And and I I believe what you do is really valuable for business people because uh, we don't have much time to go through all this stuff and to find some you know to find out how to use it. So it's it's really valuable what you do sharing this. Yeah. So I I would like to be able to make a video for each tool, but I just don't have the time. <laughs> like I'm I'm trying to learn how I can use those tools in my business. And as I get more comfortable with them, as I like them, then I'll I'll probably go, okay, I'm gonna make a video about this one, this one, this one. Um again, it's outside of the the content from the podcast, but like I said, I'm trying to grow my channel to grow my authority. And I think this is something that very few people are doing right now is is figuring out how these tools can be helpful for the business owner. So I think that's uh, something very interesting. So then how can people follow up with you? Instagram account, probably, or LinkedIn profile, even better. Thank you very much for uh, this great conversation. I appreciate it. It's uh, very interesting. And hopefully everyone that's listening to this found value in the tools we talked about. And hopefully there's uh, a way for you to use them within your own business in the future as soon as possible so that it can help your business to grow. Don't forget that entrepreneurship is a marathon, not a sprint. So take care of yourself every day. Thank you, Alexander.